You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there, you're joining me for episode 179 of the Blended Family Podcast. There was no show last week because Sean and I were in Las Vegas for a business convention for World Financial Group. If you haven't heard the last episode where we talked about the new business, go take a listen. That way you'll know what we're doing. But it was a great worthwhile trip. We got to see the bigger picture with the company. There were about 40,000 associates there and we filled up two arenas. But I think for us, the most valuable part was actually getting to see how much this company cares about helping families, which is right up my alley. It really just confirmed to us that we made the right decision. And this new venture really just adds to what we already can do. I'm already helping blended families handle their emotional needs. And now we can help with the financial needs as well, which is really, really important because I know so many blended families are struggling with finances. So moving forward, you'll be hearing more about it. I might add a new segment on the show. Not sure yet but you'll be getting nuggets on common financial issues and how to overcome them. So if anyone has questions for me regarding this, please send them to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I can cover budgeting, saving, being properly protected, and how to help secure your children's financial futures, and so much more. So please feel free to send any of those questions in addition to the normal blended family questions that you guys have been sending me. Aside from that, it's really busy here right now. We just got the kids back to school and we're all trying to get into the new routine. I don't know about you, but it's always such an adjustment the first few weeks for us. So we're just kind of trying to manage over here. And I'm gonna get right to the topic soon, but first, a couple of things I wanted to discuss with you. While I was away, there was an issue in the Facebook group and I will not call out anyone, it's not my style, But I was very upset to see that there were some unfriendly words being exchanged. Well, I shouldn't say exchanged. It was a little bit one-sided. But anyway, every now and again this happens. It's not often. But with over a 1,000 people there in that group and growing every day, I don't have time to moderate every comment. So I really appreciate when you let me know if someone seems to step out of line of the rules of the group. It's very important to me that we maintain the integrity of the group. And that is that we have a group where we can all feel safe to share. That means to be non-judgmental, helpful, empathetic, and understanding. I'm not saying that you can't be honest, but we all know that there are ways to be honest without being harsh and hurtful. If you can't give someone advice in a kind way, then please refrain from doing so at all. We need to remember that we're all going through our own struggles and you can't possibly know what someone else feels like if you're not exactly living in their life. And if you really wanna be helpful, offer advice or suggestions in a positive way, not in a judgmental way. And then read your comment over before you send it and make sure you're delivering the message in a non-threatening way. Be sure that you won't make someone feel embarrassed, called out, ashamed. Now, if you can't follow the rules of the group, you'll first get a warning from me. 
And then if it continues, you'll be removed. I'm not trying to be mean, but I love you all so much. And it's my job to protect you. It is my group. And so it's my responsibility to make sure that we all feel safe there. And what I ask of you is very simple, is to please just treat people the way you want to be treated. Haven't we all learned that as a kid? And don't we teach our kids that? And then to please let me know if you see something that needs to be addressed. If you are a person who enjoys negativity or conflict, then my group is not for you. And frankly, neither is this podcast. That's not what I'm about. There are plenty of other groups out there like that. I've seen them, but mine is not. So that is all. Thank you for listening to my little public service announcement. I hate to do it, but every so often I kind of need to as the group grows and there's new members and not everyone reads the rules that are pinned at the top there. So, and last, before we get to the topic, I want to talk about this week's sponsor, Teamy Blends Tea. My husband, Sean, was doing their 30-day detox last month and now I'm trying it myself. I love this company because, well, I'm a person who loves to put natural and healthy things into my body. To be honest, I haven't been doing that. I haven't been eating very healthy or taking great care of myself lately ever since we started the new business. We're kind of running ourselves ragged. And because of that, I've been feeling sluggish and unhappy. I just started last week, but I'm already experiencing the benefits of this detox. I've replaced my morning coffee with a skinny tea and I'm not lacking any energy. In fact, I've got a great natural energy without the jitters that I sometimes get from my morning coffee. The tea tastes great and it's easy to make. I'm excited to see the rest of the results that my husband got, like a flatter tummy, increased metabolism, and clearer skin. I think we can all agree that when we physically feel better, we can parent better and accomplish more in our day. And if you want to give it a try, just go to teamyblends.com, and that is T-E-A-M-I-B-L-E-N-D-S, teamyblends.com, and use blended for the promo code to receive a 25% discount off of your purchase of $49.99 or more. And while you're there, check out all of the products they have to offer too. I'm sure they have something for everyone. Okay, on to the topic today. I've got tips for you on how to better co-parent with your ex. And this happens to be a huge issue for so many people. There are some people who get along very well with their ex, but the majority of people don't. After divorce, the last thing you might want is to have to still deal with that person every day. Of course, that's why you aren't together, right? But when you have children together, it's just the way it is. Unless your children are adults, you're going to have to co-parent with your ex. And if the children are young, you may have a lot of co-parenting years ahead of you. So you may as well learn to make it easier, not just for you, but also for your ex also for both of you new partners if you have them, but mostly for the kids. Children are deeply affected by divorce. There's no way around that. But why make things harder than they have to be? Divorce is common these days and kids can struggle with it, but it's much more manageable for them if their parents can get along. It doesn't mean you have to be best friends, but can you parent together in a way that helps your children thrive? Put yourself in their shoes. Or maybe some of you already know. How many of you are a product of divorce? I am. And there was a good period of time that I remember where my parents didn't work well together at all. And it was painful for me. Can you relate to that? 
Some of you can, some can't, but I want you to think of how your children might feel. They are looking to both of their parents to set an example and to put their needs first. So if you're not doing that, it's my hope that today's show can kind of help you get moving in the right direction. Now, I will tell you this. Kids whose divorced parents work well together are better adjusted kids. Overall, they have better behavior and they're emotionally and mentally healthier. And that is what is most important. How important is it to you to have well-balanced children? It's easy to forget how everything we do can affect them. Co-parenting and how you do it can make a huge impact on your children's lives, negatively or positively. So today, I have 10 tips on how to co-parent well together. Here we go. Number one, put your anger aside. When we hold anger or resentment towards our ex, we can't work well together. This is just common sense, right? But sometimes we can't help it. I'm not going to tell you not to be angry at them. I will say that it only hurts you and not them when you do that, but that's a topic for another show. If you're angry, so be it, but you will need to learn how to not allow that anger to affect your co-parenting. It's not fair to your child. You can treat the co-parenting relationship like a business relationship, and that'll help keep things under control. So only discuss the matters that pertain to your children, and when you do, don't allow anger from other situations to affect your parenting decisions together. And I know that's so difficult, but you can really try to practice on separating those two. Number two, get better at communicating. Now, I talk about communication so much here on the show, and there's a good reason for that. What I see most divorced parents do is to use the kids to communicate instead of themselves doing it. Now, I totally get that you don't want to speak to your ex. Maybe every time it turns into an argument, maybe you just hate the sound of their voice. It just seems easier to tell your child to relay a message to the other parent. But this causes so much stress to your child. First of all, they're pressured to get that message right. And in most cases, it gets misconstrued. And then they feel bad about it, which can result in a fight, right, between the two parents. Second, they just don't want the responsibility. And third, what are we teaching our kids when we do that? Really, that we can't be an adult and communicate our needs. I do know there are two people here, you and your ex, and maybe one of you communicates well and the other doesn't. Just do your part, even if your ex isn't. Be the one to set the example. And hopefully after enough time, the other parent will follow suit. Number three, compromise. As much as you think you might know best, your way is not the only way. If you were still married to this person, you would both have suggestions on how to raise the kids. And you would talk about these suggestions and you'd come to an agreement on what would be best. Now that you're divorced, you think you don't need to do this, that your way is the only way. See, we can't be like this. In co-parenting, it's important to make decisions together. It's important to be open to suggestions, to listen to the other parents. You don't have to agree, but can you each have an open mind? And can you try to work together? Mostly, can you swallow your pride and learn that you can't always be the one that makes every rule and decision? Number four, have respect for the other parents. I feel like you're all 
yelling at me through the phone with this one or through your iPod or whatever you're listening on, I know not all of your exes deserve respect. But remember, we're talking about co-parenting. I don't care if you respect them or not, but can you respect their role as a parent? Can you respect their time and their schedules? For example, are you on time for exchanges? Do you undermine them in front of the kids? Do you badmouth them in front of the kids? When you don't respect them, you're teaching your children not to respect them. And if you say that you don't care about that, well, then how would you feel if it was you being disrespected? Regardless of how you feel, you've got to teach your children the importance of respecting both of their parents. And the best way to do that is by setting the example yourself, right? Because kids are watching everything that we do. Number five, be considerate and share information. When it comes to parenting, there's lots of activities and information and things can just kind of get lost. Sometimes it's hard to keep track of it all. Good co-parenting means sharing with the other parent. Maybe you're the parent on the school list and so you know when the school concerts or open houses are. Don't withhold that information from the other parent just to be petty. If you have any information, whether from school or a doctor, just share it. Maybe you have a great photo, share it. Maybe there's some exciting news or a report card, share it. When the kids are old enough, they can share that stuff themselves, but when they're young, it's your responsibility to do the right thing. And again, wouldn't you want the same consideration back? Number six, make important decisions together. When it comes to decisions, it's only right to consult with the other parent, especially if it's anything medical or educational. But really, anything that you would want to be consulted on, you should give the same respect back. So, would you want your ex chopping off six inches of your child's hair without you knowing? If not, don't you do it. You've got to think twice before making certain decisions. If you were still married, like I said before, you'd be making them together, wouldn't you? So just do the same now. Some decisions you should make together all the time are social media rules, dating rules, extracurricular activities. And the benefit of this is that the children will have a similar structure and rules at each house, so they'll have easier transitions. Now, most parents won't agree on a lot when it comes to raising kids, and I get that. But if possible, or when possible, try to agree on anything important. Number seven, establish a relationship with your ex's new partner. Now, this is important because that new partner is spending time with your child. Don't you think it would be easier if you got along with this person? Maybe the new partner won't be responsible for making major decisions, but they still can be a great help in co-parenting. And the extra benefit of this is that your ex will likely be easier to work with and your kids will appreciate your efforts and you never know when you will need the support of that person. So try if you can and make it work. And again, you're not looking to be best friends, but try to just create a relationship where you can work together for your child. Number eight, pick your battles. I know that your ex may do things that you don't agree with and it drives you crazy. Here's the sad news, it's always going to be that way. You each are going to parent in a different way. You each think your way is right. So don't fight over everything that you don't agree with, unless of course the kids are being hurt. But examples of things to let go of Maybe your ex allows the kids to stay up too late. They feed the kids too much junk food. 
They don't stay on top of their hygiene as well as you do. And of course, that is super annoying. But at the end of the day, the kids will survive through that unharmed. On the other hand, if they are malnutritioned or filthy, that would be something you can bring to their attention. Listen, guys, my ex used to give my kids coffee at six years old, candy when they had cavities, scary movies when they had nightmares, unbrushed teeth. I might not have liked that, but ultimately my kids were okay. They learned what behaviors were allowed or expected at each house. And eventually I was able to teach them consequences of what they were doing and how to make the right decisions for themselves. And you know what? I'm sure my ex didn't agree with my rules. I was considered way too strict. But we all have to figure out what works best for us and we have to allow the other parent to do things their way. Again, as long as the kids are not being harmed. Number nine, give your ex room to parent. Maybe they're making poor decisions in their life. Maybe they're having trouble parenting now that they're trying to do it on their own. Especially if when you were married, they weren't as involved in the parenting. It's natural to think they can't handle anything. And sending your kids away for visitation with the other parent can be scary, especially at first. You might feel that they can't possibly handle the responsibility. It's a control thing that we have too. So maybe you'll hover or you constantly text and call. You question everything they do and everywhere they go with your child. I get it. My ex had supervised visitation for a while and when he finally was unsupervised, I was panicked. But see, we need to allow the other parent to figure it out. As long as you know the kids are safe, meaning there's no abuse or neglect, then let it go. Trust the other parent and trust that they can handle things. Don't hover and don't call your kids 10 times when they're trying to spend time with the other parent because that's not fair to either your ex or for your kids. Okay, number 10, this is the last one. And this is the most important one. Keep your children's best interests first. Every single decision you make, you need to think, am I putting my children first? When you deal with your ex, it's easy to forget that. We get distracted by arguments, emotions, and agendas. Just stop and think, what is the best way for me to handle this situation for my child? And honestly, if you only remember this last tip today, you'll probably be okay. You just wanna always think of how your actions are affecting your children. And that should help you to make sure you are always doing the right thing by them. Keep their interests first. So those are my 10 tips for co-parenting. Let me repeat them for you real quick here, as well as they'll be in the show notes. Number one, put your anger aside. Number two, get better at communicating. Number three, compromise. Number four, respect the other parent. Number five, be considerate and share information. Number six, make important decisions together. Number seven, establish a relationship with your ex's new partner. Number eight, pick your battles. Number nine, give your ex room to parent. And number 10, keep your children's best interests first. So after hearing these, are you co-parenting well, do you think? Are you already practicing some of these? If not, think of which areas you can improve on. What areas your ex struggling with? Now, you might not be able to do anything about your ex's behavior, but perhaps you can take the lead and start to change the way you handle co-parenting. And in turn, naturally, they may want to follow your ways after they see how much easier things become when you work well together. Listen, I don't know how many years you have left to co-parent. We've got 
I think four left, you know, before our youngest is 18. But whether you have one year or 18 years left, don't you want it to be as pleasant as possible? Just because you're divorced doesn't mean that things need to be volatile. There are many parents who've learned to co-parent well together. And I say learned because it doesn't come naturally for most, but the reward is so great, not only for you, but for your children. If you want to make their lives easier, it starts with you both. So make a choice today to implement some of my tips so that the kids do not have to stress over how their parents get along. They have plenty of other things to stress over growing up. Let them at least not stress over this. I hope today's show was helpful. Let me know if it was, as well as let me know if you have a suggestion on co-parenting that I might have left out. Feedback, as always, can be sent to melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And I'll be back next Monday with a listener question show. Have a great week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.